Do you bleed? Do I bleed? You will. <laughs> um, I probably bleed more often than most people because I'm clumsy, but sure. <laughs> Welcome to... Why do you like this? And let's just start... The title with... of a show that has never been more literal. <laughs> but nobody likes this. No, people like this. People like this They're movie. all over You're fucking lying. Twitter. You're lying Going like, Zack Snyder's the only real... DC Universe. Ben Affleck is the one true Batman. People actually say this? Yeah. And they mean it. Or they're Russian bots. I think they're Russian bots. Because <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem legitimate. Are you okay? Something sticky on your table. Excellent. Glad to hear that. Um, can I get, instead of a Zach check, can I get a clean up on aisle table? <laughs> yeah, it's all, all to come. Um, this movie just, you know, makes you jizz uncontrollably. <laughs> great it is just makes you discharge <laughs> yes <laughs> so let's talk about this astastic film <laughs> we are here to talk about batman v superman the supreme court case <laughs> <laughs> the dawn of sadness i think is what we called it last that week. established the dawn of justice <laughs> the supreme court case <laughs> i mean i guess yeah <laughs> Uh, a lot of people joked about that movie, but that is grammatically correct. Like, when you put <laughs> verses that way, it is supposed to just be V, not VS. I didn't know there was a difference. There is a difference. Um, Great. <laughs> um, can you please tell me what the difference is? <laughs> or is this not an English program? <laughs> no, we barely speak English here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, have you met me? <laughs> So, um, I wanted to start this a very specific way, because I just thought about it, and the idea made me laugh. Great. Jamie, <laughs> can, so you please, not by me. <laughs> can you please tell me what the plot of this movie is? The first half or the second half? I want you to tell me, <laughs> from start to finish, what the plot of this movie is. I don't know if I can. <laughs> just give it your best shot. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember, okay, I had to bring up my notes to remember exactly how it started. Yeah, just give me the TLDR. TLDR. Too um, long, don't watch. <laughs> TLDW? Yeah. <laughs> TD-dubs. TD-dubs. Uh, so, starts out, uh, the Waynes die, uh, <laughs> Bruce Wayne tumbles into a cave, gets, becomes one with the bats. Yeah, gets lifted into the, I can't even fucking tell you. Okay, so... <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm not done. Okay. <laughs> becomes one well with the bats. That's how he becomes Batman. I just want to interject. <laughs> when I saw this movie for the first time in the theater, uh-huh. that moment where he falls into the cave and the bats start swirling, and then there's a close-up where you see his feet lift Levitating, up the ground, uh-huh. I like, audibly said, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm imagining this is approximately 8 p.m. on a Thursday. Y- yes. Um, It's your day off. You have waited your all year for this. <laughs> yes, but I will also admit that this is a movie that I had like a bad feeling about. Great. <laughs> like from pretty early on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but please continue. Yeah, he becomes one of the bats. That's how he becomes Batman. Mm-hmm. Duh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he is the Batman. <laughs> he grows up. <laughs> like you're interjected into the future. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody hates him. <laughs> and they're like, you know, there's this other other guy, Superman. People like him better, but they don't think they don't think he's great either. <laughs> also kind of abomination, but not nearly as bad, because he's not going around branding people. Who's this other guy? <laughs> Superman. Okay. 
were less... People were still big mad about Superman, but not in a different way. Everybody hates Superman. Yeah. It's really... It's really weird. Because <laughs> I forgot that that happened. Like, the whole first, like, half of this movie is, like, everyone hates Superman. Yeah. Like, big fuck yous to Superman. It's a big thing in this movie that everybody's like, fuck you, quit saving people. Yeah. <laughs> like, high key. Um... And then Batman's like, you know what? I can kill that Superman guy. <laughs> I'm going to get a weapon from his people and make all these weapons to kill him. Let's do that. That sounds totally kosher. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jesse Eisenberg is like, you know what would make all this far more interesting? Mm-hmm. Doomsday. <laughs> and okay. while he's trying to be Heath Leather's Joker, even though he's Lex Luthor. He's trying to be Jim Carrey's Riddler. He's trying to be a lot of things. <laughs> But he doesn't succeed at anything. <laughs> so I don't really know what his point is. <laughs> um, and then everyone yells Martha's name. <laughs> and then Superman dies. <laughs> and then that's the end of the movie. <laughs> no, you pretty much got it. So, okay. Tell me where I fucked up. Zack Snyder... <laughs> Is like, what is he like? He's a great like music video director. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting you to go there. He's got like he's got a very interesting visual style. He's got a very specific visual style. Wait, has he directed music videos? Is that how I think he started? That's how he got start. A lot of directors got their start that way. I don't know. Like David Fincher uh, started doing like music videos and commercials and stuff. And a lot of directors, that's where they make like way more money. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because it's like literally a, a commercial product usually. Yeah, well, you get hired by like BMW or Coke yeah. or, hmm. or Coca Cola. <laughs> you know, all the things. I'm Pablo Escobar's personal <laughs> commercial director. Yeah, I actually just really quickly pulled up his uh, director of videography for music videos just because mm-hmm. I'm, no- I'm a nosy bitch. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of like emo music. Yeah. <laughs> Which, not surprising. Yeah. Um, well, that's also the era he would have started out in. So, yeah. So, basically, the most recent music video he has directed was in 2009. Mm-hmm. It was Desolation Row by MCR. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think they did a cover of that song for Watchmen, which also came out in 2009. Which I sounds that's about why right. Yeah. Um, prior to that, it wasn't since 1995. It was a Rod Stewart video for Leave Virginia Alone. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then his other... Um, uh, artists were Soul Asylum, Sean of Colvin, mm-hmm. Mor- Morrissey. Morrissey? Sure. I don't know who that is. Are you fucking kidding me? I Do I look Let's like I'm joking? On. Uh, and ZZ Top. <laughs> ZZ Top. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I, I just upset you. <laughs> Again. That's a weird one. Um, okay, but as he is expanded his filmography and gotten more control of the stories he's telling. Mm-hmm. We've, Beyond ZZ Top. Yes, mm-hmm. we've learned <laughs> uh, like a lot about his like very interesting worldview. He has a lot of kind of Ayn Randian objectivist ideas. He's got a lot of like Nietzschean <laughs> ideas. You know, I he never would have to- thought of Zack Snyder as any of those things necessarily, but like I, he I, I vibe with it. To incorporate them into his movies, this movie is very Nietzschean, very like a regular man versus a god, and what that means. The trouble yeah. is, those ideas are not incorporated very intelligently 
and they sort of clash with like our iconoclastic ideas of these characters. Yes. He wants to make this movie like Batman and Superman are Watchmen characters and not Batman and Superman. <laughs> yeah. But so there's a, a quote early on in this movie mm-hmm. that I feel like kind of sets up the thesis for okay. the entire film. Lois Lane goes to the desert to interview this um, guy, like warlord yep. or whatever he like, is. I, I, I want to call him like a terrorist, but I don't feel like that's quite right. Yeah, I don't know what it is. He's like, like maybe a pseudo-revolutionary. Yeah. Um, I'll say that. Yeah, I like that. I'll say revolutionary. Um, and she's talking about how uh, he's claiming that the U.S. government is engaged in these interventions mm-hmm. with like within his country, and she's saying the U.S. government has, like, said that we're not involved in this. Right. Uh, And he has a quote where he says, men of power obey neither policy nor principle. Yeah. This movie is about everyone having this skewed idea of Superman where he Mm -hmm. feels like he can do whatever he wants. What are the limits of his power? Yeah. That's where Batman is at. The movie opens with Bruce Wayne in Metropolis during the end of Mm -hmm. Man of Steel. Yes. So you have a ground eye view of like the devastation going on in Metropolis. You're supposed to understand that that's why Batman hates Superman is he sees him purely as this agent of destruction who has zero regard for humanity. Who's just going to like do his shit and doesn't fucking care because we're all beneath him. Right, and I think like that kind of almost rebegs that question I asked many moons ago, where I was like, "Oh, like when like things get destroyed by like by Batman, like what happens?" Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like when Superman hap- it ha- happens, like he breaks shit, like nothing happens. It just it's up to the municipalities yeah. to replace those things or what have you. I would argue that Superman goes out of his way to prevent those things from happening. Tries to. Yes. <laughs> Most of the time, uh, I think. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing with these characters especially like the DC side of things, Mm -hmm. is they are more, in my opinion, ideas than they are like actual characters. Right. So like Superman is, should be viewed in my opinion as this like ultra benevolent Mm -hmm. ultimate power instead of corrupting. Right. Absolving him of human insecurity and therefore human evil. Yeah, like, he's not capable. Nothing can hurt him. Right. He has no fear. He has no self-doubt. Mm-hmm. This prevents him from, like, doing the shitty things that we as people do because we yeah. hate ourselves. Like, he can't have negative human emotion. Yeah. Because he's not human. He's only positive. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, he wouldn't go out of his way to make these things happen, but, like, it just happens to... Yeah, well, sometimes, like, something happens. Yeah, Superman shit happens. stops those <laughs> yeah. things from happening, but, like, still... But you know, things There, there might the be way. collateral damage. Yes. But he doesn't, like, fist fight General Zod in the middle of the most popular... No. Or populated city on, on the On purpose. Earth. On purpose. No, he's trying to prevent the <clears throat> worst things from happening, because yeah. he's like, okay, if buildings get destroyed, that's the least <clears throat> of my concerns right. with well, this Right, this, this guy is going to... Yeah, but I would argue that, like, <clears throat> Superman would, like, take the fight to the moon. Or, like, would try to. Yeah, or something like that. Right, that makes more sense. Instead of having it in the middle of Metropolis like it happened. Yes. <laughs> um, but you're also in that movie, specifically, you're dealing with, like, a neophyte Superman 
who's like right. never done anything like this before. This is a first for everybody. Yeah, he's fighting <laughs> like he's a he's just a guy who grew up in Kansas and he's fighting like a career military person with Superman powers from his home planet. From yeah. his home planet. Um, That's your TLDR of, of Man, Man of Steel. Of Steel. <laughs> I don't hate Man of Steel. I think Man of Steel. No, you can go watch that one. You can. That's your TL. Do watch. <laughs> yeah, I think Man of Steel is pretty good. Yeah. Um, it didn't make me angry. <laughs> so we've got like Superman just thinks of himself as a guy. Mm-hmm. He's got these powers. He's trying to do the right thing. Everybody else is looking at Superman and projecting their own insecurities Feelings. onto yep. him, uh, including Batman. There's a lot of him feeling powerless, mm-hmm. and that makes him hate Superman even more. Yeah. Alfred has all those lines where he's talking about like, I think the only okay. Also, can we take like three seconds to talk about how like Alfred's high key young and smoky in this? Jeremy Irons rocks in this movie. I don't. I couldn't think of his real name, so thank you. Jeremy Irons is the best part of this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeremy... Actually, I would argue it's either him or Amy Adams. I like Amy Adams, and though she has nothing to fucking do. No, but like every time that she's on screen, she's at least not sufferable. <laughs> she's a great Lois Lane. It's a shame that like she's probably never going to get to be Lois do Lane again. Do it again. Yeah. Um, she's a great actor obviously oh, so yeah i really she like looks her great they've got her mm-hmm. in these like real great tight little sweaters <laughs> yeah one of my like first notes is them titties though because I, I kind of forget that she has like a rack on her because mm-hmm. <laughs> like she's such a tiny human she's a gorgeous woman yeah um but like she's just like little and so, like you don't think like oh she got big tits like and then like she just yeah like took off a sweatshirt and i was like <laughs> where did you come from but in especially in man of steel like she really pulls off this yeah. like really ballsy broad version of like Lois Lane. Yeah, she, and I think she tries to do it in this movie but just gets overshadowed by all the to do. garbage. Plus like every like the plot mm-hmm. that she's embroiled in. So this movie starts in that desert scene yeah. where Superman shows up to save her and then he gets framed Yes. By Lex Luthor. Well, at least that's what they lead us to believe. Yeah. Where <laughs> like all really those guys like burn all those people they kill to make yeah. Us think that Superman like lasered them to death like he's fucking Homelander. Yeah, and like I'm pretty sure that I still didn't even figure that out until just now. No, it's taken a lot to like <laughs> figure out the like weird serpentine plot of this movie because it's garbage. Yeah, because like, like I actually so much shit. Kind of I don't want to say I forgot about that like bit in the Middle East, but like yeah, I was so distracted by everything else that I forgot that happened in this yeah. movie. It's so like <laughs> Somebody confused something being smart with something being complicated. <laughs> yeah, no. Because the plot of this movie is insane. Yeah. And there's so many things just that they want us to infer. No, yeah. It's and like, that they view that as like being like, oh, it's like... We're so smart. It's really deep. Yeah. But like, no, you're lazy. Yeah. Um. So like, point main point being... We're supposed to understand that Batman is the Batman that we think of. Yes. And that he's been, he's fallen to this place where he's killing criminals and he's super violent Mm -hmm. because of like all the shit he's been through. Right. But they have no interest in showing us that, really. Mm -hmm. There's one line from Alfred where he's like, hey, didn't used to be like this. Right. But that's it. That's it. Like, because like, it's kind of loosely implied because correct me if i'm wrong in this universe is this the first time we see batman yes okay great this is the second movie in this universe that's what i thought i just wanted to make sure that i wasn't like talking out of my ass entirely yeah um and then uh, what was i gonna say so like it's implied that he's like a little bit older he's seen some shit he's been around he's been batman for 20 years right like so clearly like apparently things have been different yeah 
apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. We don't know. <laughs> well, like, we're supposed to understand, because it's all illusion again, mm-hmm. but there's, like, a line he says to Alfred where he says, 20 years in Gotham, how many good guys are left? Yeah. How many stayed that way? So I think we're supposed to understand, like, Harvey Dent has been around. He become, he's become Two-Face. Mm-hmm. Like, he's seen shit, and he's been through a lot of the things that we understand in our right. just pop culture knowledge of Batman. Mm-hmm. But, like, the movie is not interested in telling that story, really. They're At like, all. you figure it out. No. Like, you know who Batman is. Batman's now at this place. <laughs> yeah. So imagine all the things that got him here. And I think that's like the laziest storytelling. No, because like I didn't write this down, but like it was something I was thinking kind of the entire time. I'm like, in no point do you really get a background of what's happening or no. what has happened other than the like alleyway scene, which they fucking. Yeah. The one thing we don't yeah. need to see is that. Because we all know. But that happened. Yeah. But the movie's really going to hinge on Batman's mom, Martha. <laughs> So let's skip ahead and talk about that, because I totally understand what they're going for. Mm -hmm. There's a shorthand of... Okay, so at the end of this movie, we finally get the fight of Batman and Superman that, like, the movie's supposed to be about. It's, like, maybe five minutes. It's kind of cool. (laughs) Yeah. And, like... (laughs) The thought that went into that, I actually feel like, was, like, that was done well. Like, Yeah, Superman's there to try to recruit Batman to help him. Yeah. Because Lex Luthor has unraveled this whole plan Mm -hmm. to make Batman and Superman fight each other. Mm -hmm. Because he's so smart that he figured out a way to get rid of his nemesis, Superman. Luthor has, Uh yeah, he puts a random position where, like, either you kill Batman or Batman kills you. Which Either is, way, you're destroyed and I win. Yeah, and you're both destroyed yeah. at that because neither of you kill people yeah. on well, purpose. Well, Batman kills people. Well, okay. This Batman kills people. Right, but like, whatever. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> um, so he goes there. Uh, Batman's not listening to him. Batman's completely blinded by this hatred for Superman. No, he's like, you can go figgity figgity fuck yourself. Yeah. At the end of this fight, He's going to kill Superman with this fucking kryptonite spear. Superman, you're, they're going to kill Martha. And then, like... Batman freaks the fuck out. Shits his pants. <laughs> Sorry, shits his tights. He says, why did you say that name? And then he was like, whoa. <laughs> so, what's going on under the surface of that moment yeah. is Batman is realizing that Superman is a guy with a mom. Yes. I'm sure the writer was very pleased with himself that he realized that Superman and Batman's moms both have the same name. Oh, no, he had a field day, bitch. <laughs> like, he was like, oh, hell yeah. He's like, nobody's ever talked about this? Yeah, he was like, I figured it out. So, Batman is having that realization, like, oh, fuck, this is a person with, like, a life and right. parents. He's not this monster that I He's think he is. He's not this, like, idea that I've framed him as. Yeah. Also, Batman is being presented with an opportunity to save his mom. Right. To like metaphorically. Yeah, to yeah. metaphorically save his mom, which he never got to do. Yeah, so he's like, I can go back and save someone else's mom and yeah. like save the pain that like made me me. So for everybody who says like, oh, you just don't get it. No. We get it. <laughs> it's still a dumb moment. It's upsetting. <laughs> it's upsetting because we get it. It's dumb. <laughs> so yes. Okay, but let's go back. That's where we paused it the first yeah. half. We we right literally up until Martha. There's still an hour after that. I know. <laughs> but no, and that's why I joked when you were like, 
what's the plot of this movie? I was like, the first half or the second half. Because <laughs> the first half and the second half, much like Armageddon, uh-huh. are two separate movies. Yeah. You, They could be independent of each other and be fine. I'd probably watch Armageddon before I watch this again. Oh, me too. <laughs> and you can listen to that weekend plans and hear about how fucking upset that movie made me. <laughs> Armageddon's not good. It's that movie, good movie caused me to swear and bleed. It's so wild. And, <laughs> and double finger, my, double middle finger my television. Did you say double finger? Yes. <laughs> I mean, you've seen Liv, Liv Tyler. <laughs> Anyways. Have you ever been so mad that you're turned on? <laughs> Every day. Great. <laughs> Excellent. You describe my resting state. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah. So, actually, Zachary, would you like to hop on real quick and uh, blow your quick load about this film? <laughs> How uh, your doomsday theory? Or let's let's wait on that. Okay, great. Um... You just walked behind me, so I wanted to. So this. Excellent. So that opening scene. We have this like crazy pornographic version <laughs> of Batman mm-hmm. of Bruce Wayne's parents being killed. Yes. Uh, we got Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Thomas Wayne, which everyone will say was supposed to be perfect setup for this Flashpoint version of Batman. No, Zach keeps saying that, that they were gonna do, which is never gonna happen now. No, I've heard Zach say that five million times since we've been together. So yes. Um, Lauren Cohen from The Walking Dead is Martha Wayne. I didn't watch that show. No, oh, she's hot. Sure. Um, <laughs> well, no, she was, but <laughs> I'm unfamiliar. I don't. I haven't seen that movie or television show. This like really crazy version of them getting shot. Mm-hmm. Joe Chill was presented for the first time ever as a non-white man because I guess Zack Snyder's got some serious issues. <laughs> like, um. So I didn't know that that was like first of all a thing. What the the guy was like I guess supposed to be a white guy. He's always been portrayed as a white guy. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I just think it's very interesting that that's the that only is an interesting time, choice. Yeah, like, oh, we got to get a, an actor of color for this. Yeah, no, because that was definitely a conversation that was had. <laughs> but I didn't. I don't think I've ever noticed that it was always been like historically a white man. Mm-hmm. So that kind of made this movie even worse. Yeah, for I, me. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a white man, but like, because it, it doesn't matter. Is. But I think it's interesting to have like a violent crime. No, and, and you're like, we have to make the perpetrator color. No, like I said, and like, <laughs> like you're saying, it's 100% a choice. Yes. Because like, it could have just been a happenstance thing, but it's definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like in slow motion. There's this weird thing where the gun has like the the pearls. Why is it the around the other it. way? How does that happen? Like literally, it would have to. He'd have to shove it under her and then point it at like, her. Like it doesn't make sense for it to go that way. But that's how the pearl necklace breaks. snaps. Yeah. Yeah. And which is like you know a visual motif ever since the Dark Knight Returns is the pearls falling. I don't think anybody's ever done a better version than uh, Tim Burton's Batman flashback. No. Um, it's like it's subtle, no, that looks but it's great. operatic, and yeah. it's very emotional. No, this is fucking drawn it's out emo. Crazy. And they do it like six times. It's the one thing we didn't need to see. They could have shown us a different flashback to yeah. let us like understand who Batman is. But no, we got this. You know what would have been a good? Okay. I don't want to be the guy who like goes in and rewrites every movie. <laughs> but I feel like this one deserves it. Go on. So I feel like with the story they want to tell in mm-hmm. this movie, it would be much better to present a Batman who's retired at the beginning. Me too. What if you started this movie with the death of Robin? Hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm not mad. 
and you sort of like understood where Batman was coming from mm-hmm. and you sort of understood that like the Batman and Robin team like worked in this way that Batman didn't kill people. <laughs> yeah, cuz like okay. So I'm going to say this. So coming from like an ignorant bitch perspective, mm-hmm. <laughs> which mm-hmm. is how I come at most of this. Yeah. Um especially the first having the first time I watched this when it first came out. Yeah. First of all, I was moss confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cuz again, there's zero continuity in any of this. Yeah. <laughs> um like if I didn't already know that like Batman didn't kill people and this was my first introduction to Batman, I wouldn't have probably ever known that. You're like, oh, this guy's fucking cold-blooded. No, I, I honestly, one would have been like, oh, that's kind of dope. Mm. I, again, if I didn't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me just paint that very clear for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's cool, but I I could be steered in that direction if I was more ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think this movie would bother me a lot less if I was more ignorant. <laughs> Because I don't think I hated it when I first watched it. I think if I came into this for the first time having zero mm-hmm. things invested in Batman and Superman, I would like not like them as characters. If no. this was my introduction, I would be like, "Oh, this, like th- these characters suck." Because it wasn't necessarily my introduction, but like I've had very minimal introduction and experience. Point, yeah. You know what I mean? Like this movie came out in what year? Two thousand like fifteen. 16. Yeah, so I was a senior in college. This came out the same year as um, Civil War, which is really interesting. That is really interesting, actually. Yeah. Yeah, no. Because there you have a movie that, like, does a great job of pitting two characters that we like against each other. Yeah. And you understanding where they're each coming from and why they're doing what they're doing. Yeah. And somehow that's way more flushed out there. Hmm. Anyways. They also had, like, (laughs) 10 movies leading up to that point to get them there. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I mean. Like, they. Separate from the Zack Snyder of it all, mm-hmm. we have Warner Brothers like trying so fucking hard to catch up with Marvel. But they couldn't. And to beat them at their own game. So they're like, okay, movie two in our franchise, we're going to introduce Batman, we're going to introduce Wonder Woman. We're going to set all this shit up. Well, and honestly, also introduce The Flash and fucking Aquaman. And oh yeah, and the fucking thumb uh, Green drive Lantern. of justice. The thumb drive of justice. <laughs> that shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> the movie stops for five minutes so we can see these little... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like this movie. <laughs> no. So, again, when I first saw this, I hated it far less. But I was like, they made a lot of interesting choices. <laughs> they did make a lot of choices. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And just, like, from a, a point of view of, like, structure, mm-hmm. the first time we hear Batman speak in this movie is in a dream sequence. Yes. It was weird. Where he shoots a bunch of people. Yes. <laughs> and I really like, like, the aesthetic of, like, this Mad Max feature where Batman's in, like, that trench coat with goggles and shit like that. No, that that's, was pretty dope. That's fun. Um, and there's parademons. Mm-hmm. And for anybody who, like, doesn't get down with the DC universe, there's, like, the Omega symbol in the ground, which is... Mm-hmm. To show that, like, Darkseid has taken over Earth at this point. Superman has probably succumbed to the anti-life equation. Yeah. And become a minion of Darkseid. That's fine. Don't put that in this movie and, like, not... Because you're never going to follow up on it. Yeah. Like, guess what? That shit is done, son. Like... (laughs) I know we're going to see Zack Snyder's Justice League and, like, a certain kind of person is very excited about that. You need to speak loud if you're. I'm, I'm not talking about you. I know that you're like morbidly curious the same way I am. 
Um, oh, about the Snyder Cut? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, there are people that are, like, they want this world. That's weird. Are I they okay? No. <laughs> if, if you have that viewpoint... I think it's very, like, alt-righty and very, like, incel-y. So, you know, if anyone that's listening to this has that opinion, please send us a DM. Yeah. I would love to just know more. Just please explain yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I know what people like this like hard mm-hmm. edge like badass batman mm-hmm. but it sucks it does suck uh, <laughs> and even like and i don't know if ben affleck is the person to do it i think ben affleck is not the problem in this movie no but i don't <laughs> think he's the one to if they're going to spin batman on his head and do this whole different thing i don't think ben affleck is the person to do it no i think ben affleck kind of got shafted yeah in this cuz like the poor fucking guy he went through all that shit in his career, he mm-hmm. made this big comeback as like a filmmaker and he's yep. being taken seriously. And they like came to him and they presented him with this. He's already done Daredevil. Like he's already embarrassed himself making a bad comic book movie. Yep. And he was like, I'm never going to do it again. The reason there wasn't a sequel to that movie, because it made money. Yeah. was like Ben Affleck was not interested. Yeah. And then like he gets talked into this and he was like, it's going to be different this time. And it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's just... The whole thing is a dick punch. Yeah. And, like, I remember when they announced him, like, I was one of the few people going, like, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, let's wait and see when everybody was like, fuck you and fuck you for doing this. Yeah, fuck you and the horse you rode it on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I had I had a certain amount of, like, interest. And mm-hmm. then when, like, the first trailers came out, I wanted to be excited. Mm-hmm. But I was like, something stinks here. Like, there's something feels wrong. <laughs> I've developed pretty good instincts about these things. Yeah, because um, the best way to put this is just in the category of hot garbage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. What else would you like to talk about about this film? Uh, we've got this whole subplot of, like, how Batman brands, like, the worst criminals, like sex offenders and human traffickers and shit like that, and then they get murdered in prison. <laughs> Right. Um, I don't think they need a brand for that to happen. I think it's really interesting, though. Yeah. Um, in the like in the post Batman and Robin dark mm-hmm. period before Batman begins, there are all these attempts to do Batman again by mm-hmm. Warner Brothers, and they're like, maybe we'll do Batman Beyond, maybe we'll do Batman versus Superman, which was like a different iteration of it. Um, <laughs> and Darren Aronofsky, who made like Pie and Requiem for a Dream. Okay. Um. I haven't seen them, but I'm aware. He wrote a script with Frank Miller based on Batman Year One that was, like, very gritty and, like, R-rated. Was this before his creativity ran out? Uh... (laughs) I just need to know. (laughs) Ish. Okay, got it. So it's near the end of the well. (laughs) Yeah, because this would have been, like, 2002, 2001. And in that script... There's this whole, like, evolution where uh, Bruce Wayne, when he's trying to figure out his vigilante persona, he's wearing this, like, signet ring that belonged to his father Mm -hmm. with, like, an intertwined TW on it. And when he fucking punches people, it leaves this indentation that kind of looks like a bat. And that's why the press start calling him Batman. That's weird. Okay. And then he evolves that idea, and he has these, like, brass knuckles with fucking bats on them, and he's, like, punching bats into people's heads. Jesus Christ! But I think that I think they took that idea for this. Okay, I, that makes sense. Um, 
I don't like it. I don't but like it. It still makes sense. Okay. Mm. That's the introduction to Batman in this movie. Is you get these cops pulling up to this uh, house, and like it's a really cool moment where like they walk in and their flashlight pans across the thing. There's like a bad ring in the wall. Yeah, that was dope. I think that there's like three moments in this movie that I really love, and that's <laughs> one of them. Yeah, like I said, I think generally like. I think a lot of the things were like shot well. Z- I think Snyder's it, a pretty good visual. Filmmaker. I think it visually looks great. It yeah. just doesn't tell a good story. <laughs> I agree. Because um. before the bats, like even if we're talking at the beginning when he like crashes into the bat cave, like before the bats started levitating him, like I was kind of down for it. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, and then when he starts, because it's it's a metaphorical image. That's what's right. so weird about this movie. Is like it at in some points it's so gritty and so like grounded, mm-hmm. and then in some points it becomes this like really there's like almost experimental film where it's like these metaphorical images like the bats raising him. But it happens the in the same minute. Yeah, exactly. Or there's that scene <laughs> where it's like he's dreaming and he goes to his parents' mausoleum and that like bat creature pops out. Well, yeah, and like it starts like oozing and like all that shit happens and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. It's so strange. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, I said, like it wants to be cool. It feels like there's so little control <laughs> over tone, and that Snyder's no interest in like editing himself or his ideas. Where he's like, "This would be cool, and this would be cool, and this would be cool," and they all like conflict with each other. No, he's like, here's the thing: he is a child with a grown man's movie budget, mm-hmm. and <laughs> no one is saying yeah. you can't have it all. You have yeah, to choose. Like, Go ahead and do it. They're like, someone just needed to have sat there and said, yeah. "You have, you can pick five things." Yeah. And I don't want to be mean or cast value judgment on Zack Snyder. I'm I sure am. he's a very nice man. Um, <laughs> I've heard from like everybody who works with him that they like love him and mm-hmm. he's great, you know. And he like his wife is his producer and they mm-hmm. make their movies together. And he's like got a big family. He's adopted a bunch of children. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he's like a great dude. I'm sure he'd be awesome to hang out with. He's got yeah. Good God! Big, I just pulled up his Wikipedia. He's clearly got a Eight bunch of children. Like, interesting ideas, uh-huh. and he's a very like w- seems to be a very well-read man mm-hmm. and like intelligent on some level. Yeah, but like the way he incorporates these ideas into this movie are dumb. <laughs> I can't deal with it. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah thank you. So Batman is chasing something called the white portuguese yes that we don't like we 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 think it's a person at first and it turns out to be a ship yeah with kryptonite on it yes kryptonite is introduced in this movie as a byproduct of the um terraforming machine from the end of man of steel yeah, I wasn't 100% clear. I, I'm still not clear. Yeah, so. <laughs> so this is like, again, it's shit that's like not explained in the movie because they think... That you just know. They think that's like bad filmmaking to say it, which like I understand, but right. like you gotta do something. Well, no, because again, like if I had come into this like completely ignorant, yeah, like I, I have watched a Superman movie. Like I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> exactly. That's what they're banking right. on. But that's like, what like most of this movie is banking on. But Imagine I'm like 12, and maybe this is my first movie. (laughs) Great. And this is my, like, my dad's taking me to the movies, because he's like, I want to go see this. We watched that other Superman movie. This is the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. 12-year-old me would be like, what the fresh fuck? Yeah. So at the end of Man of Steel, the Kryptonian uh, dissidents Mm -hmm. have this machine called the World Engine, and they want to turn Earth into Krypton. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, part, Superman destroys it, but it was active for, like, maybe a few hours. Right. 
So part of the byproduct of that is it's created this xeno mineral called mm -hmm. kryptonite. Kryptonite, as everybody knows, is toxic to Superman. It's like and him, all the people gives him basically radiation poisoning. Yeah, and it, like strips him of his powers. Mm -hmm. um, so and is it saying that there's only this one finite amount of it? There's this finite amount of it. And this is the only bit of it that exists. Uh, who's to say? Okay, got it. I, th that's what I was led <laughs> to believe, but like I don't know yeah. what's real anymore. <laughs> um, so Lex Luthor has discovered it. Bruce Wayne has discovered it by like keeping tabs on Lex Luthor. Right. Well, that's why he hacked into his shit. Like he wanted to know all the things. <laughs> yeah. Got the thumb drive of justice. Yeah. And then yeah, exactly. That's where he found this information. Wonder Woman steals it from him. There's all that shit. Yes. Um, so Luthor... Also, can we just really briefly talk about... Zach brought this out to me, and I was like, oh my god, you're fucking right. Mm -hmm. This whole movie is Gal Gadot looking at things and being like, hmm, should I get involved? Nah. <laughs> Until the very end. Their, like, their, their uh, incorporation of Wonder Woman in this movie is very strange. And then like her movie makes it seem like yeah. completely different. Yeah, that's why we're, we're like, wait a minute. like, like, Is that why she's like, maybe I should get involved? Eh, I don't know. Eh, yeah. eh, eh, eh. And the Wonder Woman movie, though not perfect, is by far the best DC movie. Yeah. <laughs> in this, like, modern... In this universe. ...iteration. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she's great. Mm-hmm. She's gorgeous. She's and a great Wonder Woman. I'm going to go to a note that I wrote down. The only non-sexy person in this entire film is Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> no, you're right. Like, everybody... Everyone else is very attractive. Yeah, his assistant, Mercy... Yeah. ...is gorgeous. She dies right away. I know, because, like, I don't know why. I, I think she, I think the gal that plays her is in something else. Because, like, I was like, I thought she lived. I th she's in something else where she, like, I Probably. thought was going to die but lived. <laughs> she, um... So, little tangent. Yeah. There's this thing in this movie of Zack Snyder introducing, like, fan-favorite characters and then, like, killing them in horrific ways. At the beginning of this movie, Jimmy Olsen, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, yes. is introduced as a CIA agent who gets shot in the fucking face. Yeah, because I, I didn't really know who that was, and <laughs> so to me that meant nothing. But like... yeah, and then Mercy, who is like a fan favorite character, who was introduced in the Superman animated series. Yeah, Lex Luthor's like right hand gal. Like maybe they've got a relationship, but she's also mm. like his driver and his like assistant and his bodyguard like she's a badass character mm -hmm. she's basically lex luther's harley quinn gotcha is a good way of uh, okay that is okay that makes um, more sense and then they like put her in this and they blow her up <laughs> literally like yeah i so i don't know like what is i wanted better is, for her where he's like i'm gonna incorporate these characters for the fans but i'm also gonna fucking destroy them <laughs> Mm, that's weird. It's pretty weird. Um, it's actually very weird. Hmm. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like it either. Hmm. So, Batman is tracking down this kryptonite. Yep. Uh, he, he does. He finds, and this is like, this is my main focus of the poor filmmaking in this movie. Mm -hmm. There's this whole sequence where he tracks down this kryptonite to the shipping yard. Mm -hmm. And he shoots their truck with a tracker. And then he like comes after them with a Batmobile. Yes. In a scene that, like, should be awesome, but, like, I find very boring and hard to watch of this, like, Batmobile action sequence where he's just, like, plowing through guys. What do you think of this Batmobile? guys up. I don't really like it. Yeah, Zach was indifferent. I, I think it's kind of dope. I, like, I like that it's, like, almost like a cross between the Tumblr and the Tim Burton Batmobile. Yeah. And I don't hate it. What I do hate is the giant gun just permanently on the front of it. Well, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like fine 
Yeah, like, I, I, don't, I needed to know. I don't hate it, and I don't love it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. This scene is bad. Yes. If I had maybe a net positive view of it as a vehicle, this scene ruins it for me. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. Um, so he goes after these guys. Superman, in this moment, intervenes because Clark Kent independently has been, like, investigating Batman. Yes. And is like, he's trying to get is, a story on him. Yeah, he's like, this is fucked up. Like, what's going on? Yeah. And Perry White is like a cartoon <laughs> newspaper editor in this movie. He's like, nobody cares. Well, it's so something because I love Lawrence Fishburne so much. Me too. And he's great in the uh, first Superman movie. I think. Great. Like, and then in this movie, he, the whole time he's just like, no, fuck you. No. Yeah. And I feel bad because no. I know. Uh, Lawrence... But then he lets Lois do whatever the fuck she wants. Yeah. Well, Lawrence Fishburne is, like, a real big comic book nerd in real life, too. Oh, really? I know that. Um, like, he voiced the Silver Surfer That's in cool. the second Fantastic Four movie. That's and it's really his fun. favorite comic book characters. Oh, I love that for him. Um, and I just wish they did him better. Yeah. Larry deserved better. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he did. Yeah. He, just, he deserved a lot better. And I, I love, love Lawrence Fishburne. I love, like, he's in Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Mm-hmm. And obviously The Matrix. And he's a cool guy. I mean, I first fall in love with him on CSI, but that's neither here nor there. He's in John Wick, too. Sure. As, like, the king of the hobos. <laughs> Apparently, because um, I was just Googling him just to, like, pull up like anything else that I had, like, seen him in, cause I guess, other than CSI for yeah, me to, like... Yeah, Cowboy Curtis and Pee Wee. Oh, not about that, but apparently... Myself or someone on my Chrome has Googled Lawrence Fishhorn in movies. <laughs> In movies. <laughs> so, apparently. Um, so, in this scene, mm-hmm. we have this Batmobile action scene. He loses the kryptonite because Superman stops him. Yep. And is like, hey, quit quit being Batman. And he's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as, as one does. And it's their first, like, clash as characters. Um, so, he loses the kryptonite, and then he tracks it down again. Yes. To LexCorp, and he steals it in a scene we don't get to see. Yeah. So it's because... like you do one of those or the other. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know why it was both because like obviously there's that whole bit where like the governor or not the politician lady like goes like I'm stopping senator. Yes, thank you, senator, because he calls Holly her the Hunter. Yes. Holly Hunter is in this movie. Yes, and you know, <laughs> goddamn it, Holly Hunter also deserved better. I love Holly Hunter, man. <laughs> Everyone deserved better. Yeah. First, she, she gets. A... <laughs> Gets a jar of piss. I mean, honestly, that was a power move. <laughs> I love that a jar of piss is a plot point in this movie. Yeah, like it was like a offhand thing that was like said at the beginning that ends up like coming to fruition an hour and a half later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, why? An hour and a half later in a movie that is conservatively six hours long. <laughs> yes. Um, and what is it, Grandma Sweet Tea or whatever the fuck yeah, it gra- is? Granny's Peach Tea. Yes. <laughs> And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. Hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, anyways, yeah. So the whole bit where she, like, embargoes this boat, and she was like, I'm not letting you bring that in. Yeah. No, you can't have that. He's like, okay, Senator. <laughs> yeah. And then he brings it in anyways. <laughs> I'm an evil cartoon. Yes. Um, which is just how Jesse Eisenberg exists. Yeah, so... <laughs> Then Batman breaks into LexCorp, which is a scene that I think would have been way cooler. Yep. That we don't get to see. In the version that we watched, mm-hmm. it's there's an extended moment. We see a little bit of security camera footage yeah. of him like dropping down from the ceiling and grabbing a guy and going back up, which is my other favorite Batman moment in this movie. Which you don't see in the other version, so. Yes. Rip. <laughs> 
a lot of people will talk about the warehouse fight, mm-hmm. which is a well choreographed fight scene. No, it definitely is. It's pretty cool. My big problem with it mm-hmm. is Batman supposedly has this arc in this movie where he starts at a point and then ends at a point where he learns the error of his ways and becomes a more heroic character. Mm-hmm. But now we're past that point and he's still fucking killing people. Yeah. I, I don't have an answer for you. Making his character dramatically inert. <laughs> and it makes me very frustrated. But I actually think that's a great way to just describe this film. Yes. <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> inert as fuck. <laughs> wow. But so We barely talked about Superman, because Superman is not a character in this movie. <laughs> No, it's Clark Kent. <laughs> not even. Like, he's a plot point. Right. but Like, like it's... he's not a character. We don't know how he's feeling, really. No, for a title character in a movie, mm-hmm. he's not in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, if we're talking about him, we talk about Clark Kent five times more than we talk about Superman. Yeah, Superman doesn't really exist in this movie. Superman's like a concept that people are fighting about. Yes, because they're mad that he's this. Because if we were, mm-hmm. as an audience, to understand Superman, we would understand the bullshittery of the plot of this movie. Right. So they have to, like, downplay it. Mm-hmm. Which I guess all circles back to something that we did kind of gloss over. Everyone's big mad at Superman. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's like... And then at the end when he dies, spoilers... Um, they give him a military burial? Yeah, everybody's like, oh man, we miss Superman so much. And then at the beginning of Justice League, they're like, the world sucks now because we miss Superman so much. But the beginning like, of this movie nobody was, ever liked Superman. Superman. The beginning of this movie was literally the Daily Planet saying, how can we like write articles about how shitty he is? Yeah. <laughs> when you see like a, like a space shuttle blowing up and he saves the capsule and they're like, should he do this? Yeah. Like, what the fuck do you mean? Of course he should. They're like, should he go to jail? Like, should we fire, or should we, yeah. should we kill the Superman? Like, should we get rid of him? Like, well, you, what? So this movie, like, it's very interesting to dwell on, like, how the world would react to Superman. Yeah. But if you can't do it in an intelligent way... Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, and, like, this was confusing me as it was happening. Like, Zach can vouch, like, the whole time, like, during the funeral bits. I was like, so... Which funeral's which? <laughs> is this a Superman funeral? Is this a Clark Kent funeral? Because they keep yeah, bouncing the, back the and Smallville forth. Smallville funeral's for Clark Kent and the Metropolis I did figure that out. Superman. But I, at first, like you can't tell what's what. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, wait a goddamn minute. Do people know? Well, like, I, I think that the Superman funeral would be like very emotional and affecting if Superman was understood to be like the hero but that he's not. he should be. Cause I, and I do really love the, uh, the very tasteful... Um, mm-hmm. kind of a memorial piece. Yeah. And it says, if you seek his monument, look around you. Yeah, that was cool. I was like, that's cool. That was cool. But does the Superman who exists in this movie deserve that? No, y'all don't like him. <laughs> like, what's the point? Why did we do this? <laughs> like... Because they, they depend so much on us, like, knowing who Superman is that they don't feel a need to depict anything other than, like, the very specific plot mechanics of the movie. I mean, I guess, but fuck. And the movie's so long, and it's so dour. <laughs> it hurt. And, like, the attempts at humor are, like, weird and boring. Yeah. And, like, like, is she whole... with you? I thought she was with you. Yeah. Like, that was literally the funniest part of the whole movie. Like, that was the best joke. I think the funniest part of the whole movie is uh, Batman screaming, Why did you say that name? That, okay, the the funniest part that was supposed to be funny. <laughs> Not the part that was supposed to be, like, a pinnacle moment. Yeah. <laughs> of 
Um, so yeah, and then we get Lex Luthor making Doomsday out of General Zod's body. And his blood. Yeah, and his blood. <laughs> Which is like kind of interesting. In um, the comic book Superboy, mm-hmm. Connor Kent is a clone of Superman and Lex Luthor's DNA. Interesting. Yeah. And they've like done very interesting, like dramatic things with that. And like, what does that mean? Who is he? Um, hmm. And his powers are very interesting because he doesn't actually have super strength. He has kinetic telekinesis. Oh, wild. Meaning like <laughs> he can lift things with his mind, but he has to be touching them to do it. So right. it's effectively super strength. Weird. Yeah. Like I was trying to figure out how that would work in my head, but mm. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Wild. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I feel like, you know, they made all these choices to not explain things, but something that I feel like should have been explained mm. was how that worked. Like, how he made Doomsday. <laughs> like, because, yeah. like, it's not sussed out. <laughs> like, yes, he finds the the ship or whatever. Yeah, and it's got, like, mm-hmm. that chamber. Yeah, and he already has access to the corpse. Yeah, so... that he got from the government. Mm-hmm. Which, that also makes sense. I do really like that scene where he puts a Jolly Rancher in the guy's mouth. And the guy just lets it happen. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I really hope that, like, the actor that played him, like, did not know that was about to happen. That was a Jesse and that Eisenberg Jesse flourish. Eisenberg was just like, here. Because <laughs> I would also be just as perturbed if Jesse Eisenberg yeah. put a grape Jolly Rancher in my mouth. <laughs> it's frustrating because, like, they kind of nail Lex Luthor's motivations on a very surface level. Mm-hmm. Of, like, he's a guy who has achieved greatness like he's very intelligent he but it's all his daddy's money and his daddy's things that's what sucks about this yeah um but like lex luther in the comic books right specifically going towards especially that like 80s relaunch version of lex luther where he was a businessman Mm -hmm. um but he's somebody who represents this like pinnacle of human achievement Mm -hmm. and then there's superman and no matter how hard he works, no matter what he does, no mm-hmm. matter what he accomplishes, he's never, never going to be on the level of Superman. And Superman was just born that way. Yeah. And that fucking irritates him. Yeah. And that's everything he does is motivated by that like sense of powerlessness and envy. Right. And if and that like, was explained, that'd he's be great, a, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he doesn't deserve this. He's a fucking alien. Yeah. Like, he doesn't even belong here. Yeah, and you know, you're telling me this for the first time in 25 years that I'm hearing this, uh-huh. and that makes absolute sense. That's who Lex Luthor is, and that's why Lex Luthor is interesting. Right. And if you do it right, it should make sense. you're like, I can see where this guy is coming from, but that also enumerates- Not this shitty version of it. <laughs> it also enumerates, like, what I was talking about, about Superman, about what, what makes him good is he's beyond yeah. insecurity, mm-hmm. and Lex Luthor, his downfall is that insecurity. Right. What makes him evil is that insecurity. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise he would be a great like humanitarian and a champion on the level of Superman. One would dream. Mm-hmm. But instead he's a shitty little yeah. crotch goblin. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he <laughs> figures out how to create Doomsday. <laughs> yeah. And Which again is never sussed out. Like I they never if, explain it. I think if you wanted to do this in this movie and do it successfully, they should have done Bizarro instead of Doomsday. I think Zach said something similar, but he his big thing is that Doomsday should have never existed. Am I correct in that? Am I am I speaking your theory correctly? Great. I think Doomsday is a shit character from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. 
I think the death of Superman comic book, like if you wanted to tell that story, you should have used bet more interesting characters instead of just creating a big monster that punches Superman to death. Well, that and then um, I think Zach is... I thought you were gearing up to stand up over here and give your spiel. So the TLDR of his spiel is that Doomsday should have never killed him. He should have just like basically gone into like a self coma right. state, and then like well, and maybe he did. <laughs> so, like... Maybe, but like you you were saying that in the beginning of Justice League that he comes back to life because of the box, and if the box would have never come into play if he was actually not dead. Yeah, but we also don't know like what Zack Snyder intended originally. But I'm also a dum dum, and I know nothing. So please don't take anything I say as any sort of gospel. Right. <laughs> but I just like we don't have to talk about Justice League. No, <laughs> no, we very, definitely, surely don't. There's a very specific reason we're not even going to cover it on this. No, because it's show, not worth talking about. I don't want to talk about it. Um, and that's fine. Maybe Zach and I will talk about the Snyder cut on his show at some point. Um, if and when that happens. I think it definitely will. Uh, Although like the guy in charge of HBO Max just got let go by Warner Brothers. Oh, shit. And he was the guy, like, kind of championing that. that along. But I think they're too far along now that it's just happening. That um, would make sense. I think that's interesting, though. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Batman v Superman. Not a good movie. Frustrating movie. I don't think it features Batman in a way that is deserving of his character. It doesn't give, it doesn't feature anyone in a light that's deserving of the character. No. Anybody. And nobody comes out of this movie looking good, except for Jeremy Irons. No. His Alfred's pretty great. He has a lot of lines directly from Yes, like the we comic talked about last Dark week. Dark Knight Returns. Direct word for word lines. Mm-hmm. Like the bit about the wine cellar. There's mm-hmm. a couple other ones. Um, There's a whole bit at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, after the warehouse fight where Batman's about to save Martha and he's got that big fuck-off gun. Um, the big fuck-off gun, And the guy's gun, yeah. like, I'll kill her. Believe me, mm-hmm. I'll do it. And he goes, yep. I believe you. That's from That Dark is Knight directly Returns. from there, yep. Uh, there's a lot of stuff directly from Dark Knight Returns. The nuclear bomb going off and yep. Superman being revitalized by the sun. Yep, that did happen. Dark Knight Returns. Um, a lot of things that now they can't do a live-action Dark Knight Returns movie because Zack Snyder fucking ruined those things. Uh, Zack Zimmerman said the exact same thing. <laughs> he was like, because I was telling him that my coworker was telling me I should watch the animated movie, and he was like, yeah, that's probably the closest we'll ever get to like a screen adaptation because Zack yeah. Snyder went and fucked it off. <laughs> and uh, like ultimately, I'm not super interested in seeing live-action direct no. Um, adaptations of comic book stories. I would rather them be influenced by multiple things mm-hmm. and just like tell their own well, stories. Well, because it's boring. Yeah. yeah. Like it sounds like that's what Matt Reeves is doing with his Batman movie. There's a lot of comic book influences, but it's not a direct adaptation of any right. one story. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that is the Batman movie we deserve. <laughs> and it will be here soon. And then we can go back and do that in like a bonus episode when it finally many comes Many moons out. from now. Mm-hmm. Not when that the- many. Oh, yeah, like next year? Closer right? than you think. Next ne- October, fingers crossed. Whatever you need. <laughs> Whatever you need. Hey, look, all I know is that this October is already ruined for me, so mm. it's fine. It's on a Saturday, though. Halloween's on a Saturday. It's a full moon. We can still find our joy in it. Do you want to have, like, a seance? <laughs> want to get weird? <laughs> like, witchy? I always want to get weird. <laughs> all right, great. <laughs> Do you like some blood sacrifices? We should do a special Halloween episode, though. Down. Of, like, whatever we're doing at that time. Um, it'll... We'll be it, balls deep in season three. 
Yeah, well, I mean, um, there is that one movie that I wasn't really sure where it would fit in. I think we can make that one work for Halloween. Okay. Um, I'll tell you off air. Okay. I don't because you, you. I can tell the way I look in your face. You know what I'm talking don't about. Don't spoil it. No, I'm not going to share it on the don't air. Spoil it. Yet. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Um, uh, do you have anything else to say about Batman v Superman? No. Um, like I said, like <sighs> the whole thing was frustrating. Like, and yeah, mm. that's time of my life. I won't get back. <laughs> it's a very long movie. It's, it's a very, very complicated long. plot that doesn't amount to much. No. Batman is not well served. Superman is not well served. Wonder Woman's not well served. I mean, she comes out of the movie probably the best. But it's still not good because, like I said, like the whole movie, she seems like wishy washy if she wants to get involved or not when that's not her. Yeah. Doesn't really do a lot. Shows up at the end. She's got that cool guitar theme. <laughs> no, like I was actually telling you, Zach, I was like, her music's the dopest. <laughs> Pretty cool. Like, we were sitting here drinking our coffee the next morning. <laughs> like, this is dope. Yeah. But literally, that was the highlight of this film. Um, yes. And then we have our weird introductions to Cyborg, The Flash, and Aquaman. Yes. <laughs> For whatever that's worth. <laughs> and the promise of more to come. No. <laughs> no, no, no. So, next week, uh, we will be doing... It's a little different. Yeah, a little bit different. We're going to be reading a book called Batman Universe. Yeah. By Brian Bendis and uh, Nick Darrington. Sure, I, I don't know who wrote it. I didn't look. <laughs> All I know is it was wild. <laughs> it's super fun. It might be my favorite, like, more recent Batman comic. Yeah, because came out last year, right? Yeah, it just came out last year. It's a six-issue miniseries. Uh, okay, yeah, because it was, like, what, 12 parts, I guess, technically? Because each, was each one Six two parts? parts. Well, no, because at the bottom it said, like, end of part one, part two, and then it went to all the way, like, like, 11 or 12. I think it was just six issues. But it might have been, like, two parts per thing is what I'm saying. That doesn't make any sense. I will show you. <laughs> that's fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn, like, that's hella parts. <laughs> like, was, does this come out over the whole year? Like, that's what I was wondering. Uh, okay. Um, so that's what we're doing next? Yes. We'll um, be back next week. It was, like, $2 on Comixology for your edification if anyone to needs to buy it. To talk about... Batman um, Universe. Yes. And goodbye. Goodbye.